Hello, my name is Steve Donovan and welcome to Dive Info Lifeline. Our motto is information is your lifeline. This podcast is about sharing the responsibility for safety. And what I want to really push across here is a team approach. It's not just the supervisor that's responsible for safety, and it's not the divers. It's a combination of the two. And what we're going to talk about today is different leadership approaches, and we're going to talk about how you as a diver can bring up concerns to a supervisor in a more effective way. A point I'd like to make clear also is that not all supervisors are good leaders. To be a good supervisor, you have to be both very knowledgeable about your work and also possess good leadership skills. Not every supervisor has strong leadership skills. Okay, first, what we're going to talk about is three different approaches. When I first took my supervisor training, I can remember talking about these three different approaches. And the first one we'll talk about is called the authoritative approach. The second one is a participative approach. And the third one we're going to talk about is called the free reign approach. A good supervisor knows when to use these approaches because every situation requires a different approach not the same one all the way through. For example, when the dive starts, the diver supervisor takes on more of an authoritative role at that time because everything the supervisor says or does then has a real direct effect on the health and welfare of the divers in the water. And the participative approach may be more in line with helping the dive team put together the dive site. It's participative during the dive planning. It's participative during giving the message out to everybody about what the plan is. That's when it's a lot of back and forth between the supervisor and the divers to make sure that everybody's on the third page. And the last one is free reign. This is where the supervisor will reach out to a dive team that he or she is very confident in and ask them to put the dive site together and get ready for the dive. This doesn't mean the dive supervisor doesn't check to make sure everything is okay, but the dive supervisor has a lot of confidence in the team that they're going to do it right. So you, you want to make sure that you don't use the wrong approach at the wrong time have to understand when to use these approaches you wouldn't walk away and leave your team do their own thing when you're supposed to be supervising a dive that's no time to be free reign that's the time to be authoritative and and make let's make this clear being authoritative isn't the same thing as acting like the sergeant major just barking out orders and people follow. Being authoritative sometimes is a, is a very subtle thing, but people know that you're the person in charge and they're going to listen to you as you move through the process of, of the dive. And what I'd like to talk about now is how do you approach a supervisor when you're not either clear about what's going to happen or you have some questions about why the supervisor is doing that. 
you have a responsibility as a diver to be very clear about what is expected of you for the dive. And you have a responsibility if, if something is concerning you, bring it up. For example, you may have had problems with the same dive plan the day before, and you want to bring them up to the supervisor, and you want to bring it up to the dive team, and, and discuss that back and forth. Maybe that supervisor on day two wasn't the same supervisor as day one. So if something is, is of concern or is a change, don't be afraid to get up there, say something about it. It may save your life or other people's lives. Sometimes the issue is how we bring this concern forward to the dive supervisor. You, you may be very challenging. You may be challenging that diver's authority, the way you're talking. So you have to be very uh, cognizant of the fact that it's your approach that has a very uh, strong impact on how it's received and how you go back and forth. Another thing also, uh, supervisors shouldn't be too sensitive when someone challenges or someone brings forward a, 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 a recommendation for a change. A good supervisor will embrace that type of approach. A poor supervisor will push back. I had this situation many years ago. I was a standby diver on a dive. The, the team was diving a 90, 100-foot dive. I'm not exactly sure. But it was a high-risk dive. Came to the surface when the dive was over. The, the divers got undressed, and I seen one of the divers was holding his hand and rubbing his arm, and he was telling his, his dive buddy that he didn't feel right. His arm felt tingly and, and uh, a little bit numb. The supervisor was close by, and immediately the supervisor took him inside and talked to him for a little while. About five minutes later, the supervisor came out, with the diver and said, everything's okay, people get dressed, we're going for dive number two. So the other team was getting dressed, and I was, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, wow, this guy may be bent, should we be diving? And, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm the lowly little standby diver, what have I got to say? But I said, wow, I should say something. Team was on the stage Stage was about to go over the side and go in the water, and, and I said, uh, stop. Everybody stopped. Supervisor looked at me and said, what's going on? And I said, uh, there's just something I need to talk to you about, supervisor. And he said, okay. Uh, took my gear off. We went inside. Uh, supervisor instructed the team just to stand down for a while. He said, what is wrong? What's the problem? And I said, I believe that diver is bent. And he said to me, surprisingly, what do you recommend? And right away, he didn't push back. And I felt very comfortable. I said, I recommend that give this person a five-minute neurological exam, and then we will, we will make a better decision from that information. He said, okay. In the diver came... And, and the five-minute neural uh, showed that he had no feeling in his left arm, and it was tingling. So the supervisor said, okay, we're going to start a treatment right now. Put the diver in the chamber, 
We got the chamber depth during the treatment, and the diver within minute said, oh, I'm feeling really good now. Both arms feel normal. And the supervisor looked at me and said, uh, very good job. Uh, let's carry on with the treatment. And he told the, dive, the rest of the divers to break the dive uh, down. We're not doing another dive today. Doctor comes on board about uh, halfway through the treatment, and he wanted to see how things were going. And after a little while, he pulled the supervisor aside and he said, you did a bang-up job here. This is one of the best organized dive treatments I've seen in a long time. Supervisor turned around and pointed at me and said, no, that's a guy you got to thank, Doc. I listened to him. I immediately recognized that the training they're giving the divers now is not like the training I got many years ago. That's why we're treating the diver. I felt very proud of myself at the time. I really felt good about the supervisor. This is the guy I really enjoy working with. Not that long ago, I was talking to a senior diving supervisor in our industry, and we were talking about this very point, not that specific situation, but the conversation had to deal mostly with regulations. We're talking about pluses and negatives of regulations, and I said there's one part of the Nova Scotia regulation that I really like, and that's in the, in the uh, planning portion of it, they require the dive team to collaborate on the dive plan. And his immediate response was, what the F for? And I thought to myself, which supervisor would I rather have? The guy when I was a standby diver or this person? I think you know the answer to that question. There's a few important points I want to make here. And the first one is that we share the responsibility on the dive team. If you as a diver feel there's something you need to talk about, talk about it. And as a supervisor, if someone wants to talk to you about something before the dive, embrace them. Listen to them. And this will go a long way towards a safe dive. Another point I want to make to the diver if during the dive planning phase or when everybody's discussing how the dive is to go on, don't be afraid or reluctant to talk to the supervisor. It's how you talk to the supervisor that's most important. Be careful not to start a heated discussion. A few years ago, I was a supervisor job in uh, South China Sea. I got there and immediately found out the way they were going about it was uh, very unsafe. So I brought this up to the project leader, and the project leader turned around and said, we're not, I, I don't care what you say, we're not going to make any changes. And I stood fast, and uh, he basically said, then we're going to put you on a plane back to Canada. I said, okay. He said, uh, three days from now, you'll be on a plane back to Canada. Great. But a half hour later, I got a call from him. And he said to go to his office, he wanted to talk to me. I went into his office, sat down, and he said, what do you want? And I told him that I needed another person on the team. And he turned around and said, okay, 
we're going to get that person for you. After that, everything was okay. But you have to have the courage to speak up. Not every situation is going to have a happy ending like uh, that situation did, but you still have to have the courage to speak up. You have to be able to understand that you may have to admit that you're wrong, but you have to have the courage. As a supervisor, I applaud divers and team members that have this approach. It keeps me on my toes. This is the end of my podcast today. Dive safe and keep your ears open for my next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Dive Info Lifeline. Remember, being informed is being aware.